Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up? Welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. This morning, I'm talking about name, anxiety, heat, anxiety, wearing the same clothes every day. We're not going to get into all that, but uh, we were just talking about that. So what do I want to share with you before we jump in and I introduce my guest? I want to, I found out something about him as we start, as I was getting to know him before we got on, which made me think about something that I've never talked about on this podcast, which is if you know me well, and you've known me for a few years, some of my friends will joke that I'm like a cartoon character because cartoon characters, like think of the Simpsons, always wear the same thing on every episode that never changes. And I do that. And it's not, it's not to the full extent of like, you know, Homer Simpson, like same color shirt, same color pants, like everything identical, but it's basically identical. Um, some point in my late 20s, I was probably like, I don't know, 20s, between 26 and 28. I just was like, man, I hate shopping. I hate dealing with all these clothes things. It's annoying. It's not like I'm getting credit for anything good I do here either. So what's the point of all this? And I started to just wear like black t-shirts. And then at some point along the way, it was like black t-shirts, shorts, or jeans, and like pretty much flip-flops. I was living in Santa Monica, California, and I was like running bars and stuff and working in them. Um, and then I was like, oh, I think I actually would look better in a V-neck. So I started wearing V-necks and it evolved to all black V-necks. And then basically I found a pair of jeans that I liked, which was a company called Scargorn, which my brother had worked for, which is a denim company out of Venice Beach. And I really liked their jeans. So I started buying like their jeans in three different colors. So I got like the, the dark blue, the light blue that are torn up and like the black. And I would have like the nice pair of each one. And then the pair that I wore all the time. And then basically flip-flops and like maybe some Jordans or things that were just like, you know, that I had. Uh, and I have like a bunch of new era baseball hats that I would like. So the changes would come in like the new era baseball hats and the sneakers sometimes would be different, but usually I would be in flip-flops. Um, and even my jewelry, like I wear bracelets, I wear rings. Sometimes people will say, oh, like, how do you decide what you wear? I'm like, I don't, it's the same. The chain is the same every day. The rings are the same rings. Are there more of them? Yes, I don't wear them. The bracelets don't even come off. I shower in them, I jacuzzi in them, I do everything. If they fall apart or get destroyed, I'll get new ones. Um, but all of this is like a, it's, it's not about anything more, which I didn't realize until over time, it was about simplicity. It was about like, I don't want to spend time shopping. I don't want to spend time trying things on. I don't want to spend time like having to figure out what to wear. Like I have better things and more enjoyable things to do in my life and my time. So even when I moved to New York City and now I needed some new things, it was like I found a pea coat that I liked and I bought three of them in three different colors. I found the boots that I liked, which are bed stews. I don't know if for people like that wear boots, I love this company, Bed Stew. 
and I buy their boots and I have three different colors of these boots. And even now, now I'm back in California, I still, I, if you open up like my closet, there's probably like 10 pairs of jeans, but they're still all the same kind, all the same sizes. They're just, some are newer and older than others. The t-shirts, well, there's probably about 50 of them because I don't also want to do laundry often because that's also a waste of time. I'd rather do like a huge bulk of laundry at one time than be doing lots of little things because I'm running out of clothes. So it's probably 50 t-shirts, all V-neck, all the same size, everything the same company, but now there's a bunch of different colors. And same thing with the hats, like tons of hats, change them out, whatever. That's where the change comes. And I still, when I want boots, shoes, socks, clothes, go online. I know what size, I know what I like. I just order them. Now, every once in a while, a wrench gets thrown into this mix um, because something will get discontinued and it like messes up my world. <laughs> and it's, but you got to say, these are big, pro these are my big problems, which means something's working because if these are the big problems in my life, uh, I'm living a pretty blessed, awesome life. And that's what this podcast is really all about. It's like, how do we help other people live better lives? Like whatever you want your life to be. I'm not saying you should wear the same shit every day. Like I do that might not serve you. I don't care, but you should figure out what works for you. So then your life works better for you. I'm talking about this seemingly random conversation because my guest today, when I was getting to know him before we got on, basically I said to him, share with me something that's like random that wouldn't be in the notes, you know, from our producer, like, you know, our producer found him and is like, this is a guy we should bring on. He shows him to me. I'm like, sounds good. And, uh, but I'm like, what's not in the notes? And he's like, well, I wear the same thing every day. And I was like, all right, wait, you got to tell me more about this. So we're going to talk about that for a second, why he does it, why other people do it. But let me tell you a little about him before we jump in. So the first thing I think that's cool to know, because I, I think most of the guests that come on here are probably ranged between their 30s and their 50s. It's probably like the median age in there somewhere. And every once in a while, I'll have a guest that's much older. We'll have a guest that's much younger. And this is one of those times. So our guest today is... He can't even legally drink in a bar. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he drinks, but he can't legally do it in a bar. Uh, he's 20 years old. He's in college. He runs a podcast editing agency. He works with podcast coaches and marketing agencies to expand their, their services and basically create like a white label service for this. He was the host of a podcast called Spreading Success, which was a top 100 podcast. He launched a podcast roundtable. He's basically just a young entrepreneur while he's in college, and he's also about to start another podcast. He's the CEO of Podblade. Welcome to the Dream Mason podcast, Ram Raviv. Raviv, yeah. See, there we go. Dude, I told, we just talked about this. Raviv, Ram Raviv. What's up, man? Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, you were talking about uh, all those things uh, with the minimalism. I just wanted to keep chiming in. I'm like, I got to wait till it's my turn. You're doing a, a great job with that intro. What do you got? Sure. No, yeah. I was just saying for me, uh, first of all, I stopped drinking and smoking uh, a very long time ago. So I, I, that's another uh, kind of pointer to add. Um, <laughs> so but he, you I, might never drink in a bar, basically, is what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, yeah. listen, it's a, it's a decision I made a few months ago, uh, probably like six, seven months ago, once I took over uh, my business, uh, when it was just me, I had a partner and now it's just me. And I said, hey, I'm doing this by myself. I can't be messing around anymore. Obviously, subject to change. I'm only 20. The black shirt thing might just be a fad as well, but it's something I 
I enjoy now. I, I love the process. So uh, I'm excited for now. But anyways, the thing that I wanted to add with the jewelry is I have the same necklace that I wear every day too. And so it's funny you're talking about that you have the, the same necklace, stuff like that. The reason why I actually don't do the the V-necks, because I know you said you go with V-necks, because sometimes the necklace falls in. So I got a crew neck so that the necklace can, can go on top. So yeah, I just wanted to add that uh, that point for anyone who wants to try something similar. <laughs> It's a, um, it's a funny thing because people like really like to get ready and do all this stuff. And I don't, and we're not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Right. If that works for you, like, I love that too. I love getting ready in my black shirt and my jeans. It makes me so excited. (laughs) I love doing that stuff. Dude, I am. Yeah. And that is not, I'm just like, let's go. Let me just like get what I need and get out of here. This is not that important. Um, but I think like, I don't know about you. Like for me, sometimes there's a consequence, like, Sometimes if I have to get ready for something that I can't wear this, let's say, right. I'm going to a wedding or I'm going to something where I got to put something on. I'm actually like uncomfortable in like a suit because I'm like, I'm not a suit guy. Now I don't think there's a real thing of like a suit guy, like a a guy who wears a suit all the time would probably be uncomfortable dressing like me. He'd be like, what, what the fuck? This is not how I, this is not who I am. So I think there's, it's about habit and I, and there's consequences both ways. Do you find that like when you have to change out of the like everyday thing that you're like, oh, what is this? This isn't me. Yeah. I mean, I try to go to extreme lengths to make sure that I don't have to switch. Like, for example, <laughs> I have like a, a nice like vest that I try to wear, like a fancy one to try and like take it next level if I have to. But yeah, it, it is uncomfortable. It just doesn't feel like it's you. I like the black shirts and the jeans and whatever, cause it's very comfortable for me. I could wear it all the time, but even just as like a personal feeling, you know, when you're wearing a suit and tie and this buttons, there's just so many things and it's very tight. And so it just feels like I'm, I'm out of place, but when you have to do it, you have to do it. But I would just say overall, just having that system for me just makes my 99% of my life a lot easier and more comfortable to yeah. live in. Yeah. I think like it's, I don't know that it's your goal or my goal to like, quote unquote, make our lives easier. But I think you're uh, you're young and you're up to a lot of things and I'm always up to a lot of things. And it's like, if it's not, if it doesn't serve me, like what's the purpose, right? If, if I got joy out of going shopping, like if that was fun and I like was like, even whether I bought stuff or didn't buy stuff, I was like, oh, I really enjoy this experience or I really enjoyed wearing different clothes as a way to express myself. Then I think that would be silly for me to be like this. Like yeah, I yeah. feel actually feel honest and authentic getting to express myself showing up like this. And, um, and when I have to do it in other ways, like when I, I'm just like you, when I have to go to like business events, usually I just put on a blazer. So I have like, again, I have six blazers. They're different. They're not the same, but like I have six blazers. I put them on and all of a sudden people are like, Oh, you look nice. Right. And, and again, you don't wear the jeans with the holes. I wear the nicer version of the boots, but it's basically, the same, you know, I'm a superhero and I have my uniform and that's just what I wear. Um, let's talk about something else. You're in college. I remember when I was in college and college was not my most fun period of time. I really didn't want to be in college. I wasn't into it. I was like working in restaurants and bars at the same time. Um, but I know when I was in college, there was a lot on my plate from school. School wasn't like that easy for me. And then I would have like a job, right? And you probably have a social life and whatnot. But not only you don't just have a job, you like start, you have a podcast, you started a company, you're in school. How do you juggle like all these things and how do you prioritize? Yeah, it's really crazy, especially because I'm in the honors program for my school. So when I first got in, 
I always had a passion for like business, but I always strive to be the best version of myself, even back in like high school and stuff like that. So I got very, very high grades. So I was accepted into the honors program for a full scholarship. And so I have to maintain a GPA as well. So I can't be one of those entrepreneurs that just drops out or fails or else I'd have to pay all the, the tuition that I owed. And so the biggest thing for me is, is balancing that even at a high level, not even just balancing it. Uh, but I would say the number one thing is, is time blocking. I think especially uh, nowadays with everything being online, it's a lot easier and you have more time rather than me having to go three hours to uh, school there and back every day because I take the train to the city when uh, there wasn't COVID. But yeah, time blocking is huge because even if you, you time block things that are just fun, like, okay, now I'm going to play video games for an hour. Now I'm going to FaceTime this person. It really does help keeping keep your life organized. And I think that's the best way to do it. And I think when you do time block, that kind of stuff, you realize you have a lot more time than you actually think. So will you break down time blocking, like specifically for people that don't know what it is? Like when you say time blocking, what are you specifically talking about? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So I use uh, Google calendar. It syncs with my Gmail, syncs with everything. And then I use Calendly. So for this appointment, I don't know if we, we use Calendly, mm -hmm. but essentially yeah. it's a, I have a Google calendar, which I recommend no matter what you're in, if you're a student, if you're an older person, you have a business, whatever it is, I think being organized with the time is huge. So I have a Google calendar, which is set for me personally on the weekly uh, view. And I have different colors for different activities or different you know, areas of my life. So one is personal, one is personal development, another one is school, another one is one business, another one is the other business, another one is the podcast when I was running it. And yeah, just dividing all those things up is, is huge. I have my morning routine there, you know, wake up and all the little things I do after that. And then I have a check-in and then I have a daily meeting with the team. And so all these little things, while they, while they might seem like common sense, oh, I'm obviously going to do those, just having it on there and blocking that out and knowing that, you know, when you have something on the calendar, you are going to do it, whether you like it or not, whether it's comfortable or not. And just kind of having that really makes your life a lot easier. I know it looks like it's counterintuitive because you don't have to think about what you have to do. It's all there for you. And so a yeah. lot of people are like, oh my God, you're doing so much. How do you have time for all this stuff? It's not stressful. I'm like, no, because I just see what I do. I just blindly look at this calendar, see what I have to do and then do it. It's, it's pretty simple. I love that. I'm very much the same. It's fun. It's, I learned these things a lot older though. I was in my thirties when I started to like use a calendar. I don't think even when I was running bars and restaurants, I would show up and be like, what do I have to do today and figure it out? Um, and I just knew like, Oh, there's a time I have to go to work. Right. Like, and I was there till I was done, but I never had like an actual schedule or a calendar. If I was going on a trip, I would just write a note or whatever. But in my thirties, I started to essentially what you would call time block. And just like you, everything is color coded by the, by kind of like what, if it's like for my coaching practice, is it for writing my next book? Is it for podcasting? Um, and you're right. It takes a lot. Again, it make it simplifies things because I don't have to figure out my day. I sit down and go, oh, I got ROM at this time. I have a client at this time. I have a consultation at this time. I'm getting a haircut. It's like it literally is just like following, just follow the breadcrumbs. And at the end of the day, if you did all this shit on your schedule, you're successful, basically. How do you use the times in between, because I, I know how I do like, right, I, I'm sure your day isn't from like the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed blocked out. What about the like, do you schedule meals, workouts, like what happens in the the, the blank moments in between that nothing's planned? Yeah, so those like eating and workouts and all that stuff is actually included in it. Because like I said, I incorporate personal stuff and fun stuff into it. So I guess 
it's not every to, to every minute, but again, I, you know, if I do catch a break going on checking social media, checking in with the team, uh, checking in with friends, because again, it's kind of so hard to realize because I'm running the business. I've, I'm in college and I'm doing all this time block stuff. I'm, I'm in all these uh, you know programs. And then it's like, wait, you're 20 years old have some fun, you know? So I think sometimes I, I forget to realize that. And uh, I'm in this group uh, called Wake Up Wealthy. It's like a, it's like a personal development program uh, for entrepreneurs. And it's, it's just so interesting to see how they're all like 29, 30. They're like, man, if I was 20 years old learning this stuff and, and acting in this way, my life would be totally different. And so I'm just grateful to be in, in that place. But uh, yeah, time uh, for time blocking, fun stuff, um, working out and all that stuff is included. But when I catch a break, I like to kind of take that as a break and, and just kind of, uh, regenerate and just take a break for a sec. What is it? You're talking about your team that you have a team that you connect with. What is Mm -hmm. it? What does that mean? Like, what is your team incorporated of? Like how many people are on it? Who are you leading? Yeah. So I have about 13 uh, team members. These are uh, mostly international. And so they are our uh, editors. I have an operations manager. So for the podcast editing company, we have a few different positions. So we have the operations manager, we have editors, graphic designers, writers, uh, and a blog writer. And so those are all kind of uh, incorporated in that. We have weekly team meetings, and then I have a daily huddle with uh, my ops manager to make sure everything is running smoothly and future projects and stuff like that. So, yeah. Are these... I'm assuming you're probably like one of the youngest people in the, in the, like you're leading this thing and you're one of the youngest people. I am. Are you? I yeah. am. Yeah, I am. It's, it's really cool to think about that. Cause it's like, I'm providing uh, work and opportunity for these people and they have families and it's like, I don't even have that yet. It's, it's super, super crazy. I'm super grateful to be a part of it, but it's, it's really, really. Uh, what, what's awesome. the biggest challenge for you when it comes to like leadership, like leading a team? I think the biggest challenge was for me, just understanding that the people that work for you, one, you're on the same team and two, that they're actually humans with real, because a lot of people don't really understand that with whether it's virtual or in person, they're just like, Oh, I'm the boss. You know, they got to listen to me. They got to do all this stuff. But when, when I remember when I first started hiring some of the first few people, they would call me boss. And I'm like, Oh no, no, that don't call me that. Like we're on the same team here. There's no, like, there's no levels. Obviously you have to establish that, you know, you, you make the decisions and stuff like that And, 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 but there's a way to do it. And so I think just realizing that is, has been huge for me because when I first started, I came up fresh out of high school and I was like, Oh man, I took a business class in, in high school. I know everything. I know how it works. I'm going to be the next Jeff Bezos. They don't know what they're talking about. And then just came with all that confidence. And then I didn't really have any empathy because I was just so immature and to think it was only two years ago is, is really crazy. But yeah, I, I just really kind of overlooked that. The fact that they are, are real people, real families, real emotions, and they have great input and they have lives and stuff like that. I just really didn't take that into account because again, I was so young. I didn't really have uh, a good concept of what it meant to have a team and have someone working for you, working as part of the team and really treating them like a family. I know people just kind of generalize that, but I think it's really important uh, for a culture, especially if it's virtual. So yeah, some big, big things I learned there very, very early on. So when you look at your gaps in leadership, like where do you think there's to grow, you know, right? Like you just, it's, it's early on in your leadership and your entrepreneurial journey. When you, where do you already know, like, Hey, where do I need to grow to get to the next level? Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's kind of the opposite of that. I think sometimes it's being too nice and being too flexible and be like, Oh, it's fine. If you don't do this fine. If you, you know, 
I try to be as there's a balance, right? You want to be extremely open and kind and, uh, and acceptance of, you know, things come up, but at the same time, you don't want to just continue to let things slide. So I think that's a balance that I really need to learn. Cause I'm mostly on like the empathetic side. Um, and just, you know, Oh, you can't attend this meeting. No problem. But then it's like, they do it 20 times and it's like, Oh, you know, you don't want to keep saying it's no problem, but you don't want to start, start something. So I think that's the biggest thing for me. So I got one side of it right now. I just need to balance it. Uh, with the other moving forward. And then let's look at it from outside of you. If you were looking, if you were, let's say you were teaching, uh, I don't know, let's say some of your friends came to you and were like, we want to start companies. How, and they said to you, Hey, what, what's a good leader? Like what, what, what makes a good leader? What would you tell them or share with them? Yeah, I think first of all, uh, None of my friends have, have ever asked me that. And I don't think any of them will at, at age 20. Uh, most of my friends don't really have any interest in, in that kind of stuff, uh, which is super hard to balance, by the you way. Need, we, you, need new, you need new friends. No, I do. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually moving to Florida in, in a few months now. So hopefully that'll help kind of refresh things. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the good leaders is really the, the biggest thing is understanding the whole purpose of the team and then kind of acting in that alignment. Because a lot of people... They just have a team and they just want to manage them, but they're not really organized with the end goal. They just talk about like short-term projects and stuff. But with that, having those long-term goals and making your team feel like they're a part of that, right? Not just saying, here's my goals for 2021. Here are our goals. We are growing. And I think even just a small thing, whenever I talk to the team, it's always me. It's never I, it's never you. It's always we. Even if it's not always grammatically correct, I always say that. Even if I'm saying like, hey, can we please make sure we're attending the meetings? Always. And that's, I guess that might be like a personal thing, but I just think people react better when it's more of a collective effort rather than you just targeting them out for, uh, for good and, and for bad things. So, yeah. What do you think makes, uh, what do you think makes good team members? I think communication is probably the biggest thing that I've noticed. The, the best team members are the ones that are communicating and they, they meet the deadlines, but they're doing it in a way that kind of corresponds with the whole team. So in, in, in except for example, if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask the whole team. And a lot of people get nervous about it, but I think communication overall is the best sign of a team member. There have been times where people have said, or, or they've held back for me that, you know, they've been going through some things at home. They don't want to, you know, make me get mad or whatever, even though they know, I always tell them I don't bite. It's so hard because it's like a cultural thing as well, but it's like, I don't bite. You know, if there's something going on, please let me know. I want you to let me know. I'm not going to get mad. And so sometimes still uh, some of the team members fear that I'm going to get mad or something's going to happen. But at the end of the day, just the the team members that, that are some, some of my best are the ones that are always open about that kind of stuff, even if they know it's not exactly what I want to hear. And we obviously work, work around that to make sure it works for everyone. Let's talk about entrepreneurship for a second in the same vein, like you're young, you're an entre you're an entrepreneur. I know you, you shared with me before we started that you like, are into, you know, Gary Vee and, and I'm assuming there's other people like him that you also look up to and follow and learn from. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Like, what do you see it as? What is entrepreneurship? For me, and I know this sounds super basic, but for me, it's, it's freedom. And the goal for me when I first started college was to escape the nine to five before I graduate. I know it's just all like generic stuff, but for me, I kind of view entrepreneurship as, especially in nowadays, as the three freedoms 
And for me, the three freedoms are time freedom, financial freedom, and location freedom. And that's kind of, for me, it's kind of like, okay, like I beat the system. Like I did it. I escaped. I found my purpose, my passion, and I'm able to do it from anywhere because there are a lot of people that have financial freedom, but they have no time to actually enjoy it. And they have to stay, you know, in their place to go to an office. And so I think for me, just those freedoms, especially now with the online world is, is really one of the biggest things. And one of the biggest reasons why I actually pursued it in the first place. What makes like, what's the difference from what you've learned between, you know, entrepreneurs that, you know, maybe not like that turn out like Gary Vee, but what's the difference between successful entrepreneurs and the rest of them? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I think it really lies within uh, a lot of a lot of it has to do with their mindset and their daily habits. And this was actually me like, you know, already a year ago when I was not waking up on time. I didn't have any schedule. I took a cold shower, maybe, you know, once every two weeks if I was feeling hyped, you know, didn't, didn't really have a, a commitment and to to a certain schedule. And now, obviously, everything is time blocked. But I think I think it really, the the great leaders and the great entrepreneurs, it kind of comes down to themselves as a person and that reflects back to their business. So it's more about themselves at that stage rather than um, the business itself. So I think kind of mastering yourself uh, would allow you to master your business and and lead for massive success. Nice. Yeah, I really like to think of um, humans as like if we were like a car. Now, if you like don't take care of your car, It's going to not last long when you need it to get you somewhere. It's not going to be reliable or worthy when you need to, when you fill it with people and, and have, you know, everybody's responsibilities in there, you're probably not going to get the output. It's going to run slower. It's going to run more ineffective. It's not even going to feel good. Like inside, right? The seats are going to be beat up. Maybe the radio doesn't work. And if you take care of your car, it's going to last longer. It's going to run better. It's going to help get people to where they need to go. It's going to be a more enjoyable experience when you're using it. And it's kind of like our lives. Well, our lives are the vehicle that makes everything else happen, right? Like if we don't take care of us, meaning not just like the food we put in and the um, the exercise we do, but like the mind work, like if we don't exercise our minds, like we need to take care of that engine and we don't do the things like you're saying, like scheduling out, planning, like making sure we're essentially living in commitment and integrity, then our lives can't run on like a high level. It's just not possible. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. I don't know if I would want to be in this conversation when I was 20. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd want to, it's a, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause right. It's cool now. Like entrepreneurship is like this cool thing. Young yeah. people. I don't, I know you, I know you said your friends don't ask you these things, but like, there's a, there's a changing tide in the world where people aren't like, yes, people still want to become like musicians and actors and like, you know, rock stars and athletes. But 20, 30 years ago, nobody was like in their 20s, like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is like cool. And now it's a thing, right? You see it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of culture about, oh, I'm a CEO, business owner. And it's it's exciting to see because, I mean, I think like I've always had the passion for it. And for me, a lot of them do it for the money or for, you know, some other materialistic stuff. But for me, I said, it doesn't matter for me how much money I make, obviously, you know, for the long term, I want to keep growing and have wealth and stuff like that. But for me, in terms of whether I would ever leave entrepreneurship, if I was making the amount of money I needed to like bare minimum survive, like I I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave it. It's it's just the passion of it. And just the ability to be free. I think it, it all comes down to the freedom. And a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who do work these crazy hours, but are 
kind of limited to their location or even people who work a job, you know, they can't just go out to six months to, I don't know, England for six months and just have everything work exactly the same. And I think that's kind of that freedom alone is worth way more than, you know, making X amount of money at, at a job or anything like that. It doesn't matter even if it's more, which it won't be if you build out, you know, systems and you do things the right way. Uh, Cause that's kind of how the system is, is designed. You know, if, if you, build things out the right way as an entrepreneur, you can scale and scale and scale. There's no scalability for the most part in like a job, unless it's like sales or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest thing uh, for me in terms of like purpose and, and why I do it. But yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. There's a hype because new, new things are being built. New ideas are actually coming to life. So it's very, very exciting to be a part of this, uh, this new generation. Where do you think you're going? Right. And we talked about like, you have these companies that you're starting, but and I don't want to go ahead like 20, 30 years, but like just in like the next three, you know, three years from now, like, where do you see yourself? Yeah, it's, it's super hard because even last year, if you told me that I would be where I am, I am now, the things I would start, I would not believe you, you know, it's, that's just kind of how it is. But for me, uh, some of the big goals of mine are to, to start that new podcast I was telling you about and really, really make an impact. Uh, the goal with that podcast isn't, you know, to make a million dollars off it. It's to be actually be able to travel the world and interview these soccer players about their financial habits, like I mentioned earlier, but to do so while building relationships with these players. So for example, I'm a huge soccer fan and that's kind of where the idea came from. And so to be able to, you know, go to games for free and build a relationship with the team managers and stuff like that, that's just a huge, huge goal for me. And to do that while educating the, the financial uh, youth on, on how to manage their money. And if they won't listen to, some random finance guy about it. Hopefully they'll listen to it through the lens of their favorite soccer player. So that's a huge goal of mine. Um, and I really, I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Um, in terms of the, uh, the editing company, really to just scale at, at a higher level. I mean, I and to offer more services. That's why I launched the podcast Roundtable to serve these clients at a higher level. The goal is to be, you know, one of the biggest podcast editing companies out there. And I think it, it works very well for that path to happen because we're actually working with podcast editing companies for our company, right? So they're white labeling our services. So it's really exciting to see how it, the scalability is definitely there. And to just, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm moving to Florida. So that's a whole new change. I mean, maybe if you ask me this question in six months, I've had a whole new, new plan. And, and that, that's what I love about this stuff, especially being so young that this is all so malleable, right? The black shirt thing at tomorrow, I could say, I love green shirts or I love designer stuff. And I can change like that, right? As a, as a Jewish person myself, I keep uh, the Sabbath. So from Friday night, sundown to Saturday night, sundown, I don't use my phone. I don't use my TV. I don't write. I, I, I can basically only read and sleep, but I can't turn on the lights. And so None of my family does that, by the way. That's the complete decision that I made. It's not any outside influence. And so stuff like that, you know, I started doing that about a year ago. Next month, I could say, hey, that's not for me anymore. So I think just overall, just being so young and, and learning all this stuff now, knowing what I want or the direction, at least the direction I want to go in is really, really huge. And that's why I'm so blessed to be so young to, to be able to say, hey, I don't want to do this. That's fine. I don't have to do this. I'm not committed where I have all these bills and kids and married and all that stuff that I have to, that I can't just drop everything and switch if, if I really wanted to. So basically what I hear from you, right, whether it be from entrepreneurship or clothing to religious beliefs is like, it's all like a big experiment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people are either forced to do these things, like especially in the religious side or with, with business stuff like that. And I'm blessed where I, I don't have to, to kind of do that stuff. And so I think it actually just experimenting those things, especially when you're young and 
right? Some people experiment, but they don't have the knowledge that, you know, you and I have about time blocking and scheduling stuff like that. So to be able to make those decisions while having that knowledge at such a young age gives me the power to try so many more things in a lot more tested ways and, and ways that I can really find fulfillment. Like for example, this black shirt thing I tried a year ago, it feels weird when I don't wear a black shirt and, and I love it. My mom says I'm weird. My dad says I'm weird. My friends are like, dude, don't you have any style? Like, you're so boring. Like, why are you wearing the shirt? Like, uh, you want other shirts? Like, we can get you other shirts. I'm like, no, <laughs> black shirts. Like, they're, they're like offering to get me new shirts. And, and it's funny because back in high school, I was the complete opposite. I love this clothing brand named Kith, kind of like a Supreme thing. And I would buy all their shirts, all the cool styles. I would get all these nice, fancy shoes. And then I realized it's not up to me. And it's not like my thing. And Next year, I could say, hey, I'm, I'm back in this designer thing or, hey, you know, Saturdays are my day to travel and have fun. I don't want to just stay at home and not be. And, and again, it's a reflection day, but not be able to just do that stuff. I want to go on my phone. I don't want to do that stuff. So, again, being doing that so early just gives me that that time, because when I'm older, let's say 30, I won't have that ability. I mean, I, I obviously can can change and stuff, but it's not going to be as easy and malleable as it is right now, because I don't have any huge commitments that I need to attend to uh, immediately. It's possible. I'm almost 40. And it's definitely possible. It's just, it becomes a lot harder when you have different commitments. You might be the, no, I'm trying to think. I had this one guy on the podcast. I'm like, shit, you just got me like really present to like, I'm, I'm 19 years older than you. <laughs> no, I don't think I look 19 years older than you, but I'm 19 years older than you. And I'm like, in a way, like I'm not living what I think I've learned is like in, in that journey is like, you actually can live life however you want it, right? If you want to live life this way and that serves you and you love it, somebody's like playing a flute outside of where we're, I'm recording. I'm like, what is this nice music? I'm <laughs> sorry. I just, I'm like distracted. I'm like, there's a genie about to pop up. Um, but I think what's cool is like, you actually can decide it. You want it that way. You know, I decided a long time ago that I didn't want the cookie cutter life. Like I didn't want, when I was young and I was like in my teens, I was like, oh, I want to be a young dad. I want to like have a family super young. And then when I got into my early twenties, I was like, I don't, that's not what I want. Like that, that's fine. There's nothing bad about that. But I realized in my twenties and even into my thirties, like, I was like, I don't want that. I don't want to have like, just have a job, have a family kind of do the same thing day in and day out. Like that for me was not going to fill my heart up. And I needed to find my own way to do that. So I probably wouldn't even be an entrepreneur and have the businesses and things I had. If I had followed that path, I'd be do I'd be somewhere else. But I think like, we have to get honest. I love, well, we have to get honest with ourselves about like, what do we want? Cause we can create it however we want and we can make whatever we want happen, but we can't try to do what everyone else wants us to do and what everyone else thinks is right and follow our own path at the same time. Um, and I love when you talk about uh, the soccer thing, because what I wrote down is like, hey, it's this idea. And I talk about this a lot is like passion to profit instead of profit to retirement or whatever. Right. However, but it's that's the old model. Right. People are just like, oh, I got to I got to I got to get money. I got to get money. I got to get money. And it seems like there is even Gary V's changing. Gary V used to be all about like hustle, 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 hustle. And now there's like other things that matter. Your happiness matters. Your, your quality of life matters. There's a different Gary V that's emerging. Um, and I hear that with the soccer thing. And, and that's a big message. I, I hope people take away is, Hey, find something you're excited about that gets you out of bed. Like you're like, I love soccer. Well, how do I make soccer into a business? 
Well, I like podcasting. Okay. Well, what if I podcast about soccer, but I don't do it about soccer. I do it about money or entrepreneur. It's like really it combines creative. everything together. It combines like my three passions, soccer, yep. business, and podcasting. So mm -hmm. it's just kind of the perfect blend of everything. And it really attracts a unique audience, you know, not just trying to make a generic business podcast. That was a problem I made where I interviewed everyone, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you have a business, come on my show, you're an influencer, come on my show. And then for the people, the listeners who cared about entrepreneurs, they wouldn't listen to the influencer ones or the people that like the influencer ones wouldn't. So they would just skip out on only listen on certain yeah. episodes. And so I really want to create that consistency. And if, if I like these things, I know there'll be a bunch of other people who like the same concepts or who are open to the idea and want to learn more about behind the scenes of their soccer player. Even if, even if they don't really care about the financial stuff, just listening to behind the scenes of their favorite player is value and it's insight. And even for me, I, I just, I just love that. So yeah, just finding the way to combine these three things has, has been a very, very huge thing for me. Uh, I want to ask you something that I don't know if you've ever been asked and I don't even know if you'll know how to answer it, but I'm just going to go with it here because that's how I do this. Um, what do you think is like the biggest gap in, in you, like personally, not the thing you have to learn, but like the trade or quality or something about you that you think you're going to have to change or evolve or transform so you can like reach the pinnacle of where you want to get to. Yeah, that, that is a, that is a crazy question. Even at 20, there's, there's just so many things that I know. I think I'm very self-aware to know sometimes like what things I need to adjust and stuff like that. But at 20 years old, it's going to be a different answer than when I'm 25 or 30. But I think sure. for me, right now the the biggest thing is um balancing the age difference for me because most of my clients most of my team members most of my online friend entrepreneurs they're at least like 25 to 30 and they have kids they're married and for me i'm 20 but like mentally i'm you know 25 30 at least you know some people 35 they're like oh i feel like i'm talking to someone my age so the hardest part for me right now and what i think is kind of going to help once I master this or when I become older and that won't be an issue is just realizing I'm 20. I'm allowed to have fun. If I want to play video games for an hour a night after working an eight hour day, I can do that. And I don't need to feel guilty about it. Right. Cause everyone's like hustle, hustle, hustle. But then they're like, just live your life, just experience, you know, if I want to drink and that's, that's, you know, another thing I'm experimenting, right. Maybe I want to, you know, try it, you know, next week or next month. And I'm just so open to all these new things because it, it allows me to figure out what I like and what I don't like, but just kind of balancing that same thing with like a girlfriend, right. I have, I'm living my my mind as like a 30 year old person. Right. And so people my age don't understand how I think, understand how I talk, understand what entrepreneurship or Facebook ads even are, you know, so it's kind of hard to relate to them. So it's like, how do you balance that with like, okay, this is who you are. And then you kind of have to be that other person for people your age and be relatable at the same time. It's just so many different moving pieces because I just relate to so many different things because one, because of my age, the other one, because of my, you know, my maturity level. So it's uh, it's super hard, but I think once once I master that, I think I'll become a much more well-rounded person. I think a lot of the times my brain and uh, my maturity at the moment usually tilts towards that uh, entrepreneurship and that older kind of uh, mentality and time blocking, um, which none of my friends relate to, and that's completely fine. Again, there's no wrong or right answer; it's just a preference. But I think once I do that, it'll help a lot more areas of my life to just become more well-rounded. I want to touch on that really quick. Do you date? Do you like have this kind of like does just whoever you date look at your calendar and like what the hell, man? Like, like what's that like? 
Yeah. Uh, I had a girlfriend for about a year and a half when I was 18 and I just started getting into the scene. It was very, very difficult. Um, we didn't have much in common. We, you know, I, I talked to him like, Hey, like, when do you want to hang out? Like, you know, I'm, I'm free, you know, Friday at this time, whatever she'd be like, what am I just another client? Like, why do I have to be on your schedule? And I'm like, I'm trying to make as much time as I can for you and balancing everything else. And they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm not just another client for you. It's like, Oh, you want to go on a date? Like, Oh, I have to schedule an appointment with you. It's like, it's like, they just don't get it. And I'm like, it's just so frustrating. Um, but I'm actually talking to a girl right now and, and she seems to kind of, uh, at least again, you don't have to do it. I don't expect you to do it. Just, just yeah. kind of get where I'm coming from and just see why I do these things and, um, why everything I do is actually in the best interest of you to give more time, you know, financials, just happiness, just everything. And so, um, yeah, I do. Um, it's been pretty interesting, especially at 20. Cause again, I'm thinking at, at, at this age, but then I have to be relatable to, you know, both male and female of my age because I want to have friends and I also want to do this, but then, you know, you turn on the lights in this entrepreneurship world and I got to be this leader who's leading a team of 13, starting multiple podcasts, having a coaching, but like all this stuff, it's like, those are not the same people. They can't be the same people because they won't relate to either person. If, I, if I'm the 20 year old Rom, when I'm on my team meeting, that's going to be a very, very bad team meeting. And it's not going to be okay. Cause there's different, there's standards. There's way you talk to people um, for different areas. So yeah, I, I try, I try to, to do the whole dating experience, but again, it's just super hard balancing those things. But again, just, it, it's all about finding someone that, that at least understands again, do whatever you want. You don't like time blocking. That's completely fine with you, but just understand where I'm coming from. And again, I don't need you to understand how to uh, launch an ad set for a Facebook ad, but at least, you know, at least pretend to care sometimes about what I'm doing and I'll pretend to care about your habits and stuff like that. But, um, it's just all about the effort. You know, we, we don't need someone to, to fucking understand how all this stuff works. I, um, <laughs> um, I think relationships and dating are such a, you know, if you could go back and if I could go back and do it again, it wouldn't change anything because I think then everything would be different. But if you know where you want to go, just like you run your business, you would date different. Not you specifically, yeah. but people, right? If you know, hey, I want to be married with kids by 25, then at 20, you need to be like asking people what they want. What, you know, are they, does, is the same religion important to you or the same politics important to you? Yeah. Do they want to have kids? What places do you want to live? And you can't be going out with people that don't fit that. You can't waste time because I'm already, you're actually, I'm already doing that. Right. Yeah. You're on your way somewhere. And if you don't, if you were like me, who was like, I don't, then I could date and waste time with anyone as long as I was having a good time because I wasn't trying to get to a, like an end zone or a goal. Like I was just, it was just, the goal was fun basically. Yeah. Um, and I think like people don't re relate to dating just like any other goal that they have in their life. Like it's actually just, it's just like anything else. What do you want the outcome of this thing to be? And then relate to it. I love that you're like, Hey, I don't, I don't care that they do what I do, but they got, they kind of got to understand what I do because yeah. if they're going to be with me. They got to understand. It'd be like dating someone and they don't know what you do for a living. That'd be weird. If you had a girlfriend, you're like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where she works. Like that'd be odd. Yeah. Or I don't know and what religion she is or like, you know, um, I think for me, it's just, I'm very, I, I think I've always been like this. I'm very, I'm a very logical and calculated person. So and it sounds weird, but like with dating, I'm always thinking about like long-term and like ROIs. And like, I, I just have this business mind that with friendships and everything, I'm, I'm always thinking about, even if it's like intangible ROIs, like, you know, 
company or, uh, you know, you're able to talk to them about, you know, personal issues. Like I I'm always thinking in that way. I think that's just how I've been, um, brought up by, I don't know, by society or whatever. I just think that's just how I am. I'm just very, I, I always take very calculated steps and I don't, you know, if, if it doesn't align, like I can tell like almost immediately whether someone's going, whether not, if they're going to be the one, but whether they have a potential to be the one, right. There's certain criteria that, that obviously I have, whether, you know, internally that I can see. And so I, I, I'm kind of like that at that stage right now, obviously I don't have any crazy goals for marriage. I can't even spell marriage at age 20, but I I'm thinking of that. Right. Because again, if, and I know you said you kind of like, uh, or, or not you, but in general, some people just want to have fun and they don't really have any goal with it. But for me, my fear would be like, okay, I would go in with that mentality and then I would catch real feelings. And then, okay, now I'm stuck in a situation where I've fallen in love with a person that doesn't align with my values and my goals. And that's a problem because then now you're, now you're telling my life story. <laughs> How do you know this about me? This is my this is my whole career of dating. Fall in I, love with people, fall in love, have fun, fall in love with people that don't have the same values or or, or vision of a future that you do. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I didn't mean to call you out there. It's just I'm just saying, like what I, what good. my fear of was what's a real happen. thing though. Yeah, yeah, especially with religion because for me, like a big thing is religion, um, and like there was a point where I was, you know, when I was in high school, I was like, all right, whatever, you know, you can mess around with people that aren't the same religion. But for me, for a culture, how your kids want to be raised, uh, the level of attention, stuff like that. Like I, right now at this point, I wouldn't date someone that, that didn't have the same values and the same religion as me. One with your religion, uh, Judaism, they don't even allow you to do that, even if you wanted to. Um, but also, so it's like a family thing, but plus like a, a, a value and cultural thing. So um, I'm already looking at that now, because again, I don't want that to happen where, you know, this person's great. They're not, you know, they have a different belief or they have different values, but it's okay. Cause we're just 20 and we're just talking and then it becomes 25 and it's like, shit, I love this person. They're my everything, but they don't like how our kids are going to be raised. And it's crazy. I'm 20. I'm talking about kids. Like, man, I, I don't, <laughs> it's just so crazy to be having these conversations because like my friends who are 20 are not thinking about this. Um, and it, it's just, it's really cool to come on a podcast like this as well, where I kind of really get deep into that kind of older side of me and how that corresponds into the life of, of a 20 year old right now. It's funny that we even relate to it as weird because you're like, oh, it's weird to talk about, you know, money. and this is not just you, but dude, I have clients that are in their mid twenties, thirties, and they're like, think it's weird to talk some of these conversations. But it's funny because if I said to you, Hey, let's talk about how much money you're going to make, like what your money goals are. And you were like, oh, I want to make, I'm just making this up. Let's just say you were like, I want to make this many millions of dollars by this age. That wouldn't be weird. That would be totally normal. If you told me what your fitness, if you had fitness goals, Hey, I want to be in like this good a shape by this period. That wouldn't be weird. But we do this weird thing, like with relationships and kids where we think like looking into the future and just saying what we want is like this, is like this very abstract, very terrifying, yeah. very silly. And it's exactly the same. You know, it's, it's when you're, if your kid is like 10 and your kid tells you they want to be a professional athlete, like we should encourage that. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But like yeah. to try to protect them from being hurt is like actually lying to them about what life is like. Like some stuff happens, some stuff doesn't. And it's kind of the same thing. Like to say like, I want, hey, 10 years from now when I, you're 20, like when I'm 30, maybe you want something, maybe you don't. It's not weird to say it, but we've got, it's like our culture ingrains us in this idea that like, oh, we should set goals for every area of our life, except for relationships. I think it's let's, scary. That's let's just why. leave it to chance. Yeah, yeah I, totally. Yeah. I think it's, there's just a lot of things where it's like, it's like 
one of the biggest commitments you have is someone you see every day in the morning at night, kids and stuff. It's, it's huge. So people don't want to mentally commit or, or manifest that stuff. Um, and, and I actually did, I do a lot of manifesting as well with like, um, especially gratitude journaling, like what I'm grateful for. Like I'm grateful for, you know, if I'm talking to someone, the same values, like that, that's huge. Like a lot of people just overlook that and like, Oh, by chance I met them. Like I really do believe everything happens for a reason. So I really do take that, that gratitude in, but it, it is definitely something that's scary and it's long-term, especially me at 20, like thinking about that. Cause actually one of my, one of my first girlfriends when I was, when I was 18 to, um, to like 19 and a half wanted to get married at like 20, 21. And it's like, it's like a cultural thing. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is, this is crazy. Like, I, I, I don't even know how to spell marriage. How am I supposed to be thinking about all this stuff? Uh, it's just in, in her culture, but it, it was just crazy. I, I couldn't do it. Cause I'm just not, I'm just not ready at that point, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very scary. And I, and I do take it seriously, but I also know that I am 20 and I don't have to, you know, find the one like tomorrow or else I'm screwed. You know, it, it comes, it comes naturally and it comes at the perfect time that you need it to. So I'm just very, very aware of that and, and grateful for, for the process. Thanks for all. Thanks for opening up and like just letting us explore the conversation. Cause I think not just for you, but it's an interesting conversation that you're right. It's scary. And that's why people don't want to do it. But to, you also said it's the most important thing, like for most people, not everyone, but for most people, family, family love, whether family be just like two people together or like kids and a bunch of other extended people. For most people, most of the time, family and love are the most important thing in their life. Yes, we need to be healthy and we need to have money so we can do stuff. But at the end of the day, if you strip away the family and the love and you got money and health, you're, you might be lonely and like sad that you don't have that thing. That's what people really want. And it's, it's pretty wild just to think that the thing that we want most is the thing that most of us refuse to set goals around. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's actually a quote. You know, you, you run away from the thing you need the most. And so- I think that just kind of encompasses that as well. But I mean, same thing with money. People are scared to like manifest that sometimes too. It's like someone's scared to say, oh, by this time I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars a month because people don't, they don't believe that they're actually capable of doing it. And so they're scared, right? I'm going to find the, uh, the perfect wife that has this characteristic, this character, this, 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 loves this, hates this, whatever. People just don't think that's possible. And so they are scared to say it and it not come true when mm -hmm. them saying it and manifesting it is actually what makes it happen. And so, um, yeah, I definitely think that's something that they just need to just go ahead and, and speak what you really want. And, and it, it will come true with uh, with manifestation and, and just long term working towards that. Right. Like if you say you want this perfect wife, but you're like you don't go out or you don't make an effort, it's not going to happen. Same thing with business. You know, you want a million dollars a month, but you're not working like someone who makes a million dollars a month, you're not becoming that person who's worthy of it. You're not going to get it. It's not like rocket science. You do the thing, you manifest it, you see the vision, and then you work towards it. And that's, that works with dating. That works with relationships, with business. It works with everything. Nice. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to wrap up before, or before we wrap up that you want to share that you want to, um, you know, say to the audience, you know, before we let, we let you go for today? Yeah. It's, it's kind of difficult because I, I'm trying to, 
relate to everyone while being 20. But I think the biggest thing for me, whatever it is that you want, whether it's a relationship or whether it is uh, the business, I would say the biggest step for me is to make that first momentum step. And I know it just sounds so cliche, just get started. But for me, for example, when I was starting my podcast, I was scared of doing it in high school. So I waited till college. I knew I wanted to do something like a show or like business, but I didn't know what it was. And it wasn't until I went to a business event, put myself out there, listen to someone talk about how important podcasting was that I actually took that first step. And that first step was actually ordering the microphone while the person was still speaking at the event. I said, that's it. I'm too motivated. I have to do it. I ordered it. And that's kind of what led to the momentum. So if you're listening to this and there's a business you want to start, there's a podcast you want to start, there's a a YouTube channel you've ever wanted to start, just take that first step. And that's what I, what I talk about in, in some of my podcast coaching, just whether it's just ordering that first piece of equipment, messaging that first guest, creating your first cover, naming the podcast, just doing that first step puts you in that momentum. And, you know, as an object in motion stays in motion or wants to stay in motion. So when you get that first step, it just starts snowballing. Um, and that snowball and building that first snowball is doing that first action step. So that's one of the biggest things I've learned from, from really everything. And again, that uh, applies to all things in life. I love that. I hear that really to me is like, it's just like, you just got to get started. You know, where a lot of us have been trained to like, figure it all out, get it right, do it, plan, prepare all these things. It's like, no, just start. You didn't like write a dissertation before you rode a bike for the first time. You didn't watch like a hundred YouTube videos on how to ride a bike for the first time. You literally were a little kid and you went out and you sat on a bike and someone held it and you rode and you fell and then you got back on. Like that's actually life. It's pro it's try and fail and try again and fail. And then eventually you do it. It's just how things work. Yeah. That's Um, why I experiment so much too, because again, you, you don't even know what you want. So try a bunch of things, take that first step for a bunch of different things. If it resonates with you, keep going. If it doesn't just stop, but that's again, why I'm so grateful to be doing it at at this age. Rom, how do, uh, how do people find you, follow you, keep in touch with you? What's your, what handles do they need to know? What do they, what do, what do you need to tell them? Yeah. So for anyone who's kind of up to speed, uh, I am on clubhouse. So my clubhouse is just Ram Revive. Uh, my Instagram is also at Ram. Basically everything is just at Ram Revive uh, and you know, R O M R A V I V, uh, just for pronunciation <laughs> there, but yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, the podcast that's coming out in a few months is called golden goals. I don't know when this releases, uh, but if you are a soccer fan or you, you want to see how athletes kind of manage their money on the back end, tune into that. And yeah. And if you have any podcasting questions, whatever it is, I'm, I'm always here. I, I absolutely love it. I'm not going to upsell you on some course or whatever. I'm just here to provide value and basically share things that I wish I knew uh, when I was first getting started. And yeah, I'm always here. My DMs are open. My email is open and I'm just here to provide value and, and have fun at the same time, man. Cool, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, talking about the things that you're like super comfortable with that you knew we were probably going to talk about, but then also diving into the things that you had no idea that I was going to bring up um, and just letting us explore those also. Um, Thanks for following. I'm really like, like grateful and passionate that you're following your passion and doing your thing and you're like, you're doing it in your way, right? You're going to college, you have a business, you're doing these dating that you're dating, you have friends, but you're also like, Hey, I'm trying to figure out how this all works for me and not just trying to make it work for everyone else. Uh, I love that. Thanks for not making me feel bad about wearing the same thing every day too. (laughs) I I know there's more of us out there. You, me, Dr. Dre, um, and a few other people, uh, everyone listening. I know that you got value from something in this episode. Uh, uh, please share the episode with somebody that you know, who you know will get value. There's something in this for everyone. Um, 
who's that person that in your life that like needs to hear this, whether they be young or older or struggling or killing it. Uh, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream. And I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.